America. My name is Armi Yosef Frimpong. I come to you live every Friday about this time. Well, today, Thursday. I come Thursdays now. I did the show for a while on Fridays. Thursdays now. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. Talk to you about the news of the day and do so in a way that might help you, you know, not squander your life. I don't want you to do that. And um, that might happen, right? So what I tell you might not actually predict the future for you. Um, I'm not, it's not my game. Other people are trying to do like the science of, of, of how to organize your life and they can predict the future and future collapses and all that stuff. I don't do that. I can't predict the future. I can't, um, uh, what I can do is help you kind of understand what should happen and what you should do and how you should think if you want your life to be meaningful. I can't make you make the right choice. I'm like the doctor who tells you like what to eat so that you might live a little bit longer, but like sometimes you wanna eat cigarettes and like go on that bacon and ice cream diet. I can't make you, uh, I can't make you do the right thing. I can just kind of suggest what the right thing might do. And I can tell you why you shouldn't be surprised why if you don't listen to me, things fall apart. That's what I got. So today we're gonna to talk about why family is not, a lot of people say like, well, you gotta look at your marriage like a business relationship. You gotta look at your family like a business. We're in business together, we're partners. I need someone who's gonna roll, with, who's a partner. You know, business relationships and family relationships are very important in different ways, right? Do not trust anybody who says that you, they're in bad marriages and bad families. Don't trust anybody who says that you need to look at your uh, marriage or your family like a business relationship. Business relationships and family relationships are very different. Uh, because in family relationships, you're not immediately other than the other person. There's no mediating barrier between you and them. One flesh, what happens to them happens to you. Um, that's a different kind of relationship than a business relationship <coughs> where uh, what's good for your business partner might not necessarily be good for you. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Right? That's why if any of your bosses <coughs> or your employers tell you that... Uh, you know, here we're like a family. Um, no, that you need to go and get a labor lawyer real quickly because <clears throat> your boss is not like your family. If your boss is like your family, then you, you should be in your boss's will. If you aren't in your will, uh, in, the, in your boss's will, then, then your boss is not treating you like a family member because their family is in their will. Um, so make no mistake. You uh, are other than your boss insofar as things can go really well for your boss, but can't go uh, while going poorly for you. And that's completely, depending on who you talk to, justified. But you are not other than your family, in which case, if things go really badly for your family, um, that also means they're going badly for you. When I explain to students, I say like, look, in a competitive relationship, it's possible that the person you're um, competing against does well and you do poorly, yet the relationship be fair. At the end of a win at the end of a game, one team's gonna be like, yeah. The other team's like, boo. And um, uh, that might be fair. At the end of an intimate relationship, like, you know, like after you've done having sex, if one person's like, yeah, and the other person's like, that means you've done the whole thing wrong. Because in an intimate relationship, in a family relationship, you are not other than the other person. You're in it together. You have the same um, shared fate right? Business relationships, you don't have the same shared fate. You can, but then when it goes south, you can quit. You can quit at any time. Family, you can't quit. You're pretty much foregoing the ability to quit, the easy exit. That's the characteristic feature of a family relationship is that like you've thrown out the exit plan, which means that you're going to work it out together, which means when you're looking, and if you want advice, some people want concrete advice, looking at what, watching the show. If you want concrete advice on what to um, look for in an intimate partner, Look for someone you can creatively solve household problems with, including raising kids, right? Because that's what it comes down to. 
And if you're black, you need to know richer for poor, better for worse. That means stuff. Because I just heard Mark Lamont Hill had a heart attack. Mark Lamont Hill, he's about my age. He had a heart attack. We don't last that long, black man. Um, so, uh, so you look for someone richer for poor, better, worse. You can always, if you're black, you can always do your, you can always lose a job. <laughs> like, and if you're not willing to lose a job and you're black, you're just going to be some man, white man's pawn. And if you don't want to be white man, man's pawn, then I need you to, uh, you know, look for someone who's going to be okay with you losing a job or who's open with you, like figuring it out. You figure it out. That's what you're committing to do with a family relationship that you're not committing to do with a, um, a business relationship. In a business relationship, you can quit. <laughs> you can take your money and run. If you take that attitude in a family relationship, you're just going to degrade what it is, the peculiar kind of freedom that comes with family freedom. All right? So you're, when you're looking for a partner, an intimate partner for the long haul, you need to find someone you can creatively solve problems with um, and who like is going to be cool with the external stressors um and and preferably with a sense of humor and if you if you don't look at that, if you look for someone who's with you because you're stable or look with you because you have money or with you because you have good health or whatever all of that can go and if you do justice work you have to be really uh, convinced that all of that could go but what you have is the other person insofar as they're going to be with you like helping you figure it out once you lose your job once you lose your health um the better for worse stuff means something in a family relationship. And um, if you're with someone who's just like, well, it's just it's a business thing. So I just want someone who uh, checks all the boxes and like will fulfill my needs. What happens when you can't do that anymore? Or what happens when they can't do that anymore? You're going to bounce. Um, so just keep in mind that what you're looking for in a family relationship is someone who is not other than you are. They are not strictly other than you are. They are someone you can't quit and they can't quit you. And it's funny, I'm reading a book, you know, but I think I've given you enough. Uh, let me hit the beat and I'll come back and I'll, I'll flesh this out in different ways. To the beach, Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front. To the beach, y'all. Change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front. All right, so what you're looking for in a family relationship is someone that you could work it out with, work out whatever external stresses, because the other person is, does ceases to be other than you. You don't want someone who's going to look at this as a business relationship, because what happens when business goes bad? They're going to bounce. <laughs> um so with the assumption that business will never go bad well that's like a high risky proposition and it's going to that's such a high risky proposition that's going to screw up your ability to be black because the only thing the only thing for black people they can do to make sure business doesn't go bad is to suck up to a lot of white people and um that's going to cause problems another way and still that's no guarantee so you're just going to need someone who's going to be cool with you when business goes bad and you can figure it out right you don't need someone who's in business with you because they could quit that business and then say like well i got to be free 
I got to follow my bliss. I got to do what's best for me. This is what, uh, you know, a lot of people in the 80s um, <laughs> did more damage to the black, black family than, than crack. Uh, talking about, well, you know, I got to follow my bliss. I got to do what makes me happy. I just felt in my heart. No, no, none of that. Like, you know, when, you, when you're with someone and a family, you are committing to work out with them. So only pick people, only marry people you are going to work things out with. Because that's the only thing you're committing. That's the only thing that's, that's promised. I'm promising you that whatever happens, we're going to work it out. Not, I'm not promising you a stable house. I'm not promising you a stable job. I'm not promising you a stable blah, 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 blah. I'm not promising you to keep you to the standard of living to which you become accustomed. I'm not promising you any of that. What I am promising you is if anything happens external to us, I am going to be down to work it out with you. Um, and so work it out as equals. Like we're going to figure it out. That's the only thing that you can and the only thing you really should be promising to other people. Um, because, uh, you know, yeah, if you're promising them to provide for them, no, you're black, man. Maybe you can provide, maybe you can't. Sometimes it'll go well, sometimes it can't. But the things you'll do to provide will end up screwing up your relationship with your family because, like, yeah, for a lot of reasons. So you don't want anyone, like, you want to be free in your marriage. And that means free to solve problems about the marriage with the other person um, and not have it depend on. A lot of people lose their job and then lose their wife because they lost their job. Well, that's because your wife was only with you because you had a job and that's the first problem. I like people who were with me when I was poor. And by the way, um, uh, if you actually support what I'm doing and you think what I'm doing is important, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or $50 a month and I would, uh, you know, help me kind of grow the channel and I have bills to pay too. And none of this is free. And I kind of put in a lot of thought in, in doing this. So if you get at least uh, $5 of wisdom out of what I say, and I think you get a little bit more than that, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in a little bit a month because I try to put on a show. I'll probably, I'm going to start doing a little bit more uh, than once a week because I'm getting a backlog of ideas. So I'll probably put on a Tuesday show too. But you'll definitely get a Thursday show. Um, um, uh, you know, with the quality of wisdom that I think will help you not squander your life. And like, I don't like, I'm looking at the black divorce rate and it's just too high because we're looking for the wrong things and talk about the wrong things in the wrong way. And I don't want us to talk about the wrong things in the wrong way. I want us to talk about the right things in the right way. And I want you to talk about like the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life in terms of how they are creative problem solvers for internal problems, <laughs> right? How it's not, they're not with you because you have a good job or whatever. They'll ha they're with you because they know if you lose that good job, it'll be for a, at least a humorous reason and they're willing to work with you, right? And the same with you with them, right? They're not with you because you're in good health. They're, they're with you because when you lose your health, um, you'll take your, like, you know, you'll have a good sense of humor about it and you're willing to figure it out with them, right? That is what you're pledging to the other person. The ability to creatively problem solve and do everything. And with and I'm going to do a, a short video on this probably tomorrow. Um, and it's on all these people who think that like, well, you know, I did what I can for my children. And when they get 18, they're on their own. That is, you're not winning if that's your attitude. That is a piss poor attitude. I, I'm, you know, that's a, wealthy people don't have that attitude. 
Wealthy people don't have that ad because they know that whatever happens to their children actually happens to them too. So they don't just cut their children off. Only the stupid ones do. The smart ones and a lot of like ones that you don't even know are supporting their kids way up until their 30s and 40s. They're buying houses for them. They're like, I kicked them out. And then for all, all the white people you know who will say that like I kicked out my kid at 18, there's another group, a bigger group, and a stronger group that will say, well, I bought my kid a house. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you can kick them out, but then buy them the house that they're kicking them out to, right? So here's the deal. If you're kicking your kid out at 18 because, well, they should be on their own and they need to learn a lesson, it's because you screwed up from seven to 11. You need to own your screw up or their societal impacts, right? So um, there are a lot of reasons why your 18 year old is like kind of worthless. There are societal reasons. Well, they might just be disposable to society for a variety of reasons that you couldn't anticipate. But a lot of those reasons are like your bad parenting. You were an inadequate parent. You didn't raise your kid to be a functional adult, so they're confused about the fight, and now you want to kick them out because they're confused about the fight and they don't know how to work or blah, 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 blah. But like, it's because you took your eye off the ball from 7 to 11. Like You didn't parent very well from 7 to 11, so now your 18-year-old doesn't know like what life's about. And that's like, you need to own that and not kick them out, but like own your screw up and say like, all right, well, I might have, I might have um, given you a distorted vision of reality because I wanted you to be happy or whatever. Or you just for, for a variety of reasons, just like I, you just didn't feel like being a good parent or you didn't know what that meant. Um, so you, you fumbled from 7 to 11 and now your 18-year-old is a kind of a jerk. You need to own that rather than just kick them out, right? And owning that just looks like, you know, it's responsible, right? So... Um, like I like the idea. That, like if you're kicking your kid out at 18, you've already lost. Like you've already lost. Maybe it's like a hail mary that society will parent them better than you did. But mostly, you're pretty much. You might be telling your daughter to go sell her ass somewhere in order for uh, um, to get uh, housing. And you might just tell your son to like do whatever it takes to go to to get housing and get over. And that might work, but it's probably not. Um, and like that's your fault. So like instead of Instead of kicking them out at 18, you should look back and think, oh, maybe I might have fumbled, I zigged when I should have zagged with respect to uh, how I parented them from 7 to 11. And I can't blame them for that because I was a primary influence and I just kind of phoned it in at that time and it turned out that maybe phoning it in wasn't the right thing to do. Um, and, and I forgive you and you need to forgive yourself and then get on the business of like now parenting your adult children into like a better adulthood because you screwed up when they were small. The best thing you should do if you watch this right now is actually parent your kids when you're small. You know, I was talking to my white friend about this, and she, we came at it in different ways because she was under the assumption that schools are going to teach uh, her children and that then she would be, if, some, and if schools didn't teach her children, she would be upset at them for not teaching her children. And I told her, that's like just not how I understand how this works. <laughs> I understand that everything my kids know, they're going to learn from, everything that matters that my kids know, they're gonna learn from me. One of the reasons I do this is so that if they have any question about what I think about something, they can go to a video on YouTube and find out what daddy thinks. Um, and I assume that everything my kids learn, they'll learn because I tell them. I happen to know a lot of things, so that helps. But I also spend a lot of time like studying the things I know so that I could tell them and parent them, right? So, and then what school is there? School is to buy me some time in a relatively safe environment where they don't do too much damage while, so that I can learn and work to be the kind of parent they need when they come home.
right? And so that's how I think of, of school. I don't expect school to teach my kids anything that they need to know. That's why, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and my kids are going to be better off for that. And black people, you should just know this. Your kids are not going to learn what they need to know at school. Everything that you expect them to know, it's going you need it to be because you yourself said the words to them. Um, and and made sure and did it in a way that they understand. If you expect the institutions to take care of your child, well, I, like these these institutions are not for us. They're for our enslavement, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, I I don't know what to tell. So everything, everything. Uh, everything that my kids learn, they're not going to learn in school. They're not going to learn by me kicking them out. They'll be learning in this house. And then they'll have to like take that, what they've learned in this house and see how it works out with their experiences outside and see if I was right or they were right. But they'll learn everything they need to learn here. Um, and that's, I think as it, I think as, if you're black, that's just how you have to approach, uh, pro, uh, approach the education of children and your family relationships, right? So um, yeah. And I like, you can say, well, I'll send my kid to like this fancy private school where they'll teach it. No, fancy, fancy private school is going to be probably all white and like, or uh, majority white. And I might just confuse them in other ways. They might learn math and some white man's history, but it'll confuse them in other ways about what it means to be black. And then you'll be surprised when you raise like a girl who's confused about what it means to be black. And there are a lot of, see a lot of people in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles. I see a lot of people who assume that they would live Meghan Markle's life and it didn't work out for them <laughs> and because like they were raised a little black girls i thought that there would be little white girls and that's just not going to be that, that was that's just was not going to ever work out for them because they were confused about what it meant to be black because they uh their parents thought well you know if i just teach them to if i just send them around white people and send them to white schools then i won't have to actually parent them no you might have to tell them math teach them math we might have to teach them English, but you're going to have to parent them because they'll end up thinking that they're white and then being confused in different ways, right? So, so I, I, I teach my kids everything that they need to know um, because I don't consider them other than me. In business relationship, your business relation, your business partner is other than you. You might have a shared interest or whatever, but they're fundamentally other than you in a deep way. Your family's not other than you. And also this can be weaponized. I'm reading, what do I, I don't have it here. It's The Velvet Glove by Mary Jackman. And she's like saying, you know what? It's funny because a lot of conflict, uh, a lot of uh, conflict is actually held together by um, not just the way open conflict, a lot of conflict, a lot of class, the class struggle is not held together by open conflict. It's held together by how we are supposedly love and like each other. Right. So if you're so the the white teacher who is teaching your kid really loves your kid, but they'll love your kid in a way that in like 15 years will end up with your kid being broke and their kids are doing fine. <laughs> right. So who controls what counts as the appropriate amount of love is a is kind of a whole thing or like what appropriate love looks like is appropriate is a way to like. I don't know, calcify the class antagonism. I might do another, a whole nother show on that. But you can think about it with respect to nonprofit actors and nonprofit um, uh, um, uh, providers, right? They supposedly love you 
and they, they care about their clients or whatever. But really, their kind of love ends up calcifying. They're, they're not trying to distribute, democratize power in any meaningful way, right? So you can actually calcify the class antagonisms by um, shaping how people uh, like show affection to each other and weaponizing that. And you'll notice if you're in intimate relationships and someone says, if someone's like trying to hurt you by hurting themselves, that's like, yeah, because they're not other than you. And so they know if they hurt themselves, they're actually waging a class war against you. So open conflict doesn't look like conflict all the time. Um, it's, yeah, paternalistic and narcissistic love, which also just calcifies all sorts of other injustice. So class conflict doesn't always look like conflict. It looks like controlling how we're allowed to love each other and what counts as that. I'll be honest, I'm pretty hard with my girls um, and with my kids. My girls are older, my four-year-olds. Um, uh, I'm, I'm less hard on him because he's four, but, uh, you know, slightly less. I'm hard on my kids, and that's because I love them. And uh, people will tell you that loving people looks l like something else. So if you can control how someone looks, uh, what loving someone else looks like, you can also control about what fighting that someone else looks like. And, and, and so the class conflict and, and racial conflict can be waged through like care industries just as effectively as it could be waged through like open conflict and the calcification of power. So thank you for your time. Just to recap, uh, your family is not a business relationship. Business relationships are other than our relationships with people that are other than you. Your family is not necessarily other than you. What happens to them happens to you. You can say that like, well, you know, um, this is why I've said it before and people often blanch when I say it. Your family member are the people who can poison you without anybody ever ordering an autopsies. Family, spouses are poisoning each other all the time. Nobody knows. I know it's true if you watch this show that you know it's true. But we don't order autopsies. It could just look like natural, natural causes. Someone puts a little bit of Clorox in your coffee. Nobody, we don't know. Uh, there are no autopsies. Family members poison each other all the time because it's an amazing immediate vulnerability you have to the other person. You can say, well, I'll sleep with a gun under my pillow. No, you share the same pillow. Like this is someone you're... This person is not other than you. So you need to actually be with them and pick someone who's going to love you for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, and in, in sickness and health and all that, especially if you're black, because all that stuff matters. Because like, like I said, we don't last very long. And um, is going to be creative and problem solving with you and isn't going to quit you. In a business relationship, you're going to look for someone who, like, you know, who's going to share some sort of aspects with you, but you might want to quit them or they might want to quit you um, and like that's going to be allowed. In a family relationship, no, it screws up the whole quality of freedom that comes with family, right? So you don't want someone who's just looking at you for what you bring to the relationship externally because what you bring to the ex um, uh, relationship externally depends on other people. It depends on you having a good job or good health or good looks or all your hair or whatever. You want someone who appreciates what you bring to the relationship internally. That's your quality of mind to be able to solve the problem that the relationship kind of foments. And if you don't look for that, you'll end up marrying the wrong cat and then be surprised that you married the wrong cat because you looked for some external thing like, and then that turned out not to be the thing you should have looked for. 
right. Uh, thank you for your time. And I will see you. And if you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Given to me is a lot cheaper than your divorce lawyer. <laughs> and go ahead and sit down with your kids and watch this video with your kids and your spouse, because that might actually, um, uh, you know, save you like all sorts of marriage. Because like a lot of divorce lawyers are paid by for by parents. So if you watch this and work this out with your kids now, in thirty years, you're not going to be paying for your kids' divorce lawyers. Divorces are expensive, <laughs> and um, I will see you next week. Probably earlier than that, but uh, definitely next week. Peace.